Father God, we thank you for this morning. Lord, it is well with my soul. Lord, you are so good. So good to me. So good to us. Lord, much more good than I deserve, and I know it. Father God, this church loves you this morning. Lord, I just pray you are with us as the word is preached this morning, Father God. Holy Spirit, we invite you to come and stay and dwell among us. Open hearts this morning, Father God. Lord, let your word come forth. That's all. Just your word, Father God. That's adequate for us, Lord. Father God, we just ask all these things in your precious Son's name. Amen. Amen. You can be seated. What a song. It's a good one, isn't it? Well, good morning, everyone. Now, I got to start this off this morning with a little bit of a story. Uh, about a, a month ago, a few weeks ago, I was invited by my mom and dad to a dinner. Um, they, they wanted to celebrate something, so they invited all of the children, except for my brother who lives out of state, and the grandchildren. And they took us to a nice restaurant, a steakhouse, and... Uh, you know, so we all met, and we were gathered there, and all kind of having a good time, and mom and dad nice enough to take us to this restaurant, and they, dad says, guys, order anything you want, it's on us tonight, and man, we're, we're like, ooh, ah, you know, we all start rifling through our, our menus, looking at stuff we wouldn't usually order if we were paying for it. So we're all looking, and people were shouting, hey, does somebody want to split these appetizers with me? Yeah, I'll try them. Hey, I want to try these. Oh, yeah, order them. And, you know, we're all having a good time and laughing and enjoying each other. Now, mind you, we're not at McDonald's, you know, where you can maybe eat for cheap. We're at a, a decent place that's, you know, costs some money. And I, I think there's 11 of us total, right? That, there's 11 of us there. And, you know, and you start talking $20, $25 steaks, $30 a, a meal, that's a lot of money, and mom and dad were nice enough to say, hey, it's on us, guys. Order what you want, and you know, we're having a great time. And Now, if you know me at all on a personal level, if I can see an opportunity to crack a joke, I'm most likely going to. If I think I can make someone laugh by saying a joke, I'm going to. So now that you know what the situation is, and if my family will recall, uh, I said something, made a sarcastic comment. Okay, now, now mind you, they're there, and this is, they're invited us to this meal out of the goodness of their heart, and I kind of stand up and shout to everybody, yeah, you owe me this, I deserve this, I'm entitled to this. So, so you might not think that's funny, but we all laugh just because of the situation. And now, my family, I have a brother-in-law that when I get the horsing around, he gets the horsing around too. So, my brother-in-law... He laughs, and he thinks it's funny, has similar sense of humor or whatever, and he makes a comment. Now, his comment kind of piggybacks off mine, my entitlement comment. There we were eating this free dinner, not even paid for by us, out of the goodness of my parents' heart. I make the entitlement comment. I deserve this. I'm owed this, is what I said. He laughs, and he quotes. Now, have any of you seen... Uh, most all of us probably have, but you remember the, the old Christmas peanuts? I think it's called a Charlie Brown's Christmas. Anyone ever seen that? It's, it's probably older than I am. I mean, I remember watching that as I was a little kid. So anyway, my brother-in-law quotes Sally 
from a Charlie Brown's Christmas. Okay, now, this comment, which if we can get the video ready, and please turn it up, it's only a little five-second clip, but this is what my brother-in-law comments after my sarcastic comment. Now, turn it up nice and loud. It's only a few seconds long. Okay. All I want is what I have coming to me. All I want is my fair share is what he says. Now around our house, that's kind of a little inside joke because we, we always we grew up with Charlie Brown Christmas. As I'm sure many of you guys did too. And a lot of times around Christmas, it's not uncommon to hear someone in my family say, All I want is what I have coming to me. All I want is my fair share. Quoting Sally from the peanuts. So so my brother in law says that and we're all laughing and horsing around having a good time. Now any of you who are overly serious and don't share my sense of humor or my brother-in-law's sense of humor, my mom and dad weren't sad and crying. They, they laughed. They knew we were being goofy and horsing around. But the reason I bring this up this morning is I want you to take note of the irony. Here my mom and dad are, invited all these people, and I don't know what it cost, but it had to have been several hundred dollars. I, I don't know. And he invited all of us to celebrate on his dime, on my mom and dad's dime, out of the goodness of their heart, out of their generosity. And now I know we're joking around, but we're making the, I'm entitled to this, and all I want is my fair share, and, and I got this coming to me. I want you to just take note of the irony. Because it's actually before that dinner, and I, and I didn't make that comment on purpose, it just kind of seemed appropriate for the situation, it actually has been on my heart, that something similar to that has been on my heart lately, and I was unsure of how I was going to preach it this morning. But if you know, God, a lot of times when he takes you through things, and then you can look back at all the things that happened to you, and then you can kind of go, oh, now I understand, now I see. And he puts things all together so that we can understand it. The thing that's been on my heart lately, and it really has been, is what do I deserve? What is it I deserve in my life? What am I owed? What does God owe me? What does life owe me? You know, and I, I've been thinking about that so much. Uh, my mom and dad to be honest, they didn't owe anything. They didn't owe us that dinner. I know that. We were just horsing around with our comments. We weren't entitled to it. I know that. We didn't have it coming to us. They didn't owe us that dinner whatsoever. They just did it out of kindness and generosity. But it, it, it makes me think, what is owed to me? What, what do I have coming to me? What's my slice? What do I deserve? Do I deserve the beautiful wife that I have? Do I deserve the children, the family that I have? Do I deserve them? Do I deserve to be preaching here? Do I deserve to be behind this pulpit preaching to everyone? Do I deserve to be part of the body of Christ here at New Hope Church? Do I deserve all that stuff? Do I deserve heaven? Do I deserve the goodness of God? Do I deserve salvation? What is it that I deserve? Do I deserve God's mercy? My brothers and sisters, ask yourselves this morning, what is it you deserve? What do you deserve? What's owed to you? What's your piece of the pie? Do you, 
is your job, was it owed to you? The, the, the money that you have, is it owed to you? Your family, your friends, your salvation, what is it that you deserve? What do you have coming to you? What does God owe you? What does life owe you? What does everyone else owe you? That's a good question, isn't it? And in my natural state, let me run through it for a minute. I think, well, I work hard. I've worked hard to where I I got today. I've worked a lot. Ever since I was 16 years old, I have worked steadily to get to where I am today. I'm the one that went out and found my wife, and I got her to marry me. I'm the one that had the beautiful children with her. Thinking in my natural state, I take care of my family. My wife and I, we're the ones that worked hard. We're holding this together, pushing through life, pressing forward, trying to make progress. We've achieved everything that we have today, right? I'm not a drunk. I don't run the bars. I don't run the clubs. I deserve what I got. I've worked for it. I'm a decent man. I do what needs done. I take care of what's mine. I deserve what I've got. Life owes me this much. Life owes me at least this much. Now, brothers and sisters, I can tell you, if that is what you think, the the things I just said, that you worked hard, you went out and got what's yours, you achieved this, you worked for it, you got it, it's yours, it's mine. If that is the way you think, if that's the way you view life, I can tell you with 100% certainty that the Bible does not agree with that mentality whatsoever. Not whatsoever. Okay? And it's easy to fall into that trap because some of us are hard workers. Some of us have studied. Some of us had put in a lot of labor. But the Bible does not agree with that mentality whatsoever. A quick look through the book of Romans will easily dispatch that ideology. Easily. It'll make short work of that mentality. So as I speak this morning, ask yourself, what is it that I deserve? I'm here. I'm alive. What do I deserve? Let's look at Romans Chapter 3, verse 9. We're going to start there. Romans chapter 3, verse 9 says, What then? Are we better than they? No, in no wise. For we have before proved both Jews and Gentiles that they are all under sin. Verse 10 says, That is, is it. As it is written, there is none righteous, no, not one. There is none that understands, there is none that seeks after God. They are all gone out of the way, they are together become unprofitable. There is none that doeth good, no, not one. Brothers and sisters, the Bible tells us that all of us are under sin, that there's no one who is good. Well, let's skip down to verse 23. Now, this is talking about all of mankind, just not church folks or people who don't come to church or the guy that's a horrible sinner beside you at work. This is talking about mankind, and it says, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Now, that's the first thing that we have to understand, that the Bible's stance is everyone is guilty. 
No one is good. Naturally, no one is good. We are born under sin. That's the Bible's stance. Jeremiah chapter 17 verse 9 says, The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? Brothers and sisters, the heart inside of us is desperately wicked above all other things. Who can know it? That is the heart that is inside of me today. Its tendency is towards wickedness. Naturally, it has a tendency towards wickedness. Selfishness. Idolatry. You name it, my heart naturally yearns for those things. My flesh yearns for those things. That's what the Bible tells us. No one is good. Your heart is wicked. They're all gone out of the way. No one is righteous. You were not born a Christian. You were not born a Christian. You were born in this fleshly body that is by nature sinful. No one is good. We are evil by nature. Not one of us is naturally a good person. We're born sinners. We all have broken God's law. We have broke his law. By biblical definition, we're transgressors of the law. We've broken God's law. We failed to meet the standard that God set. The standard is his law. In our natural state, we are transgressors. We're lawbreakers. Now, Romans goes on to tell us, uh, the first part of chapter 6, verse 23, just that first part says, for the wages of sin is death. Now, I want you to remember that. The wages of sin is death. In, In James chapter 1, verse 15, it says, Then when lust has conceived, it brings forth sin, and sin, when it is finished, brings forth death. So, not only do we have the Bible telling us that we're transgressors, that there's no one righteous, that naturally we are evil, that our hearts are wicked and yearn for wickedness, the Bible goes on to tell us what the wages of that sin is. The Bible says in James that your sin, when it manifests and grows, brings forth death. That first part of Romans says, for the wages of sin is death. Now, the majority of us in here, I'm sure, are employed somewhere. We understand the concept of wages, don't we? I don't know about you, but that's why I go to work. That's the number number one reason why I go to work, is to receive wages. Much as I think my boss is a very kind individual, I like him, I respect him. Much as I have some friends where I work, I have a lifelong friend where I work. Much as I like and care about all these people and think they're great people and like my job, if they cease to give me wages, I'm not going to be there anymore, right? I may stop by and visit, check on how you're doing every now and again, but I'm not going to show up there every day because I go there because I need wages, To make a living. Amen? We understand the concept of wages, correct? We do. Wages, if you make $10 an hour and you work 40 hours, you're owed $400 at the end of the week. At the end of the pay cycle, that's your slice. That's what you have coming to you. The company that you work for 
Everyone gets a slice of the pie, and your slice is $400. That's what it is. That's your wages for the work you did that week. That's what you got coming to you. Amen? We understand wages. Now, apply that back to Romans 6.23, where it says, For the wages of sin is death. Now, think about it for a moment. Death is what you got coming for you. We're all, we just read that Romans tells us we're sinners, we're transgressors, we've broken the law. No one's good. No one is righteous. No, not one, the Bible says. Not one, there's not one person, not one of us in here could say, well, I'm sorry, you're wrong, but I'm a pretty good guy. The Bible says, no, not one. Therefore, what you get for that, what you get, the wages that you get for the sin that you've most definitely committed your paycheck, your slice of the pie, what you got coming to you, what you have owed to you, the Bible says is death. Those are your wages. That's what you've earned with your sin. Your sin has earned you that. My sin has earned me that. It's earned me death. James says when lust has conceived, it brings forth sin and sin brings forth death. Death is what's owed to me. That's what I'm owed. You want to ask, what's my slice of the pie? My slice of the pie, biblically, should be death. Now, death is what I deserve. That's what we deserve. I deserve damnation. I deserve death for the wages, for what I earn, for what I have done. That's what I deserve. That's my slice of the pie. That's what I got coming to me. We all have sinned and are owed the wages of death for it. Now, there are lots of new faces in here. And I don't know what everyone's worldview is here. I don't know what you think God owes you or what life owes you. I don't know what your view is of what you think the government owes you. I don't know, everyone. I would hope that we view this world through a biblical filter. That's what I would hope. But I don't want to be the one to ruin your weekend. I don't. But because of sin... If we want to ask ourselves, what is it I deserve from life? Because of sin, the sin we have committed, the sin you have most definitely committed, and I have most definitely committed, what I deserve, what life owes me, is hell. I, I don't want to be the one bearer of bad news. I don't want to ruin your day. I, I'm sorry if that does. But with all honesty, that is what we deserve. It's hell. It is when we die to stand in front of a holy and just and pure God who's never lied. He can't lie. He's so good and holy. We deserve for him to say, go to hell. Because that's what you deserve. That's what you've earned. That's your wages. Now, I'm not going to make one iota of an argument for myself. 
I know that's what I deserve. Naturally, maybe you'll put up your defenses and say, I don't know, I don't know if I agree with that. I'm not so bad. I I volunteer here and this and that. Go ahead and, and say whatever you want. But as far as myself is concerned, I know what I deserve. I know what I deserve. I know what's at the core of me. I know that if God ripped me wide open in front of everyone this morning, I'd be embarrassed and ashamed. Because I know what's at the core of me. I know the things that I've done. I've, I've hurt people in my past. I've been, there's times I've been a poor husband. There's times I have failed at fatherhood, at parenting. Failed. I've done so many things wrong. I'm naturally a selfish person. I am. I have had many wicked thoughts pass through my mind. I have failed to prioritize correctly and put myself in front of God. I have. I've done that many times. Done what I wanted to do instead of what I should have been doing. I've lied before. I'm impatient. I'm prideful. That can be arrogant. I have, listen, not done things. I have not done good things that I should have done. The Bible said even that's sin. When you do something, when you don't do something that you should have done. Sometimes sin is doing nothing. You understand that? That's how high God's standard is. I'm not going to make one single argument to try to justify what I deserve this morning. I know what I deserve. Matter of fact, I don't even need judged. There's, it's a waste of time for me to go stand in front of God and be judged. Might as, well, as soon as I die, might as well just throw me straight to the pit of hell because that's what I deserve. It, it is what I deserve. That's what I have coming to me. Because I know I'm guilty. I know I am. I'm guilty. There's no need to question it or to, for me to get a lawyer when I stand in front of God and try to argue it out. No way. I'm going and standing in front of God and what he says will be true and right about me. I'll tell you this morning, I don't deserve my wife. I don't deserve my children. I don't deserve all those. Life didn't owe me all those things. I don't deserve the goodness of God. I don't deserve salvation. And I surely don't deserve heaven. I don't deserve those things at all. Not at all. I know what I have done. And I can't tell you with any truth at all that I deserve heaven. Now, I tell you all these things, that, that's what I deserve, but I didn't say that's what I'm going to get. I, I deserve hell. I deserve damnation. I do 100%. Not a tiny sliver can go the opposite way. That's what I deserve. But I didn't say that's what I'm going to get. Listen to what Psalms chapter 103 verse 8 says. I want to read this in the New King James Version. 
Now I know what I deserve. But I didn't say that's what we get. Let's see what God has to say, what the Bible has to say. Psalms 103 verse 8 says, The Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger, abounding in mercy. He will not always strive with us, nor will he keep his anger forever. He has not dealt with us according to our sin, nor punished us according to our iniquities. Verse 11 says, For as the heavens are high above the earth, so great is his mercy towards those that fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. Amen. Brothers and sisters, let me read 103 verse 10 in the New Living Translation. It says, He does not punish us for all our sins. He does not deal harshly with us as we deserve. Can anybody say amen to that? I know what I deserve, brothers and sisters. It's not mercy. It's not the goodness of God. It's not salvation. It's not heaven. It's damnation. That's what I deserve. That's what we deserve. Every last one of us deserve damnation. But the Bible says God is rich in mercy. He's slow to anger. He won't always be mad at us for what we did. He doesn't deal with us... I'm so glad that he doesn't give me what I deserve. And a lot of us might have a mentality, I want what I got coming. I'm a hard worker. I, I don't want to ever say that the rest of my life because I don't want what I've got coming to me because I know what I should get and it's death. The wages of sin is death. The Bible tells me that. God doesn't give us what we deserve. Thank goodness for that. I don't deserve to be your brother in Christ, but yet, here I am. I don't deserve to be preaching from behind this pulpit, but yet, here I am. I don't deserve my wife and my family, but yet, I have them. Listen, I deserve depression Instead, I got joy. I deserve confusion. Instead, I've got peace. I deserve slavery. Instead, I've got freedom. I deserve loneliness. Instead, look, I've got the family of God. I deserve darkness. Instead, inside, I have the light of life. I deserve damnation. Instead, I got pardoned. Can anybody say amen to that and be thankful for that? I know what I deserve, brothers and sisters. And I hope and pray that when you leave today, you'll know what you deserve as well. Thank God that he does not give us what we deserve. I got freed from what I justly deserved. I've been pardoned through Christ Jesus, through his blood, through his work, from what I had coming to me. And what I had coming to me was death. Back to the book of Romans, chapter 5, verse 8. It says, But God demonstrates his own love towards us, in that while we were yet still sinners, Christ died for us. Much more than having now been justified by his blood, we shall be saved from wrath through him. For if when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God through the death of his son, much more having been reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. And not only that, 
but we also rejoice in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom with we have now received the reconciliation. Brothers and sisters, if you are saved, if you're born again, the Lord pardoned you. He's pardoned you from what you deserve. I just pray that not a one of us ever gets over that fact or buries that thought or puts it behind us. It should always be on our minds every single morning that we wake up. We should think, I deserve hell, but I'm on my way to heaven because Christ died for me while I was yet a sinner. For some reason, he has had mercy on me. He showed mercy on me, and I'm on my way to heaven now. Brothers and sisters, don't ever, ever think that you're so holy that you don't deserve anything except eternal damnation. That is what we deserve. Now, I wish we could grasp this thought every single morning. Now, I know sometimes we get grumpy. I know sometimes we go through a little spell where we complain. But I wish that every morning we wake up, we could have that thought in our mind. What I deserve, but yet what God has given me. What he pardoned me. If we could live every single moment of our lives as pardoned people from a death sentence, every moment of our lives would be sweeter, wouldn't it? Every little blessing that God gives us would be a treasure, wouldn't it? Every little thing that he does, the, the spouse, the family, your vehicles, your home, the lawn he gave you, everything would be a treasure because you're living as a pardoned man or woman. You had a death sentence hanging over you. That's the slice that life was going to deal you, the death penalty. But God pardoned you through his son, Jesus Christ. Now, I had a really nice conversation with my grandfather years ago before he passed away. He was, I think he was around his late 70s or maybe 80, or, but it was still when he was healthy and getting around, and he would come help at the church a lot, and understand my grandfather grew up Catholic through and through, and I mean, that, that's all there was to them was Catholicism, and we moved them out here, and man, they started coming to New Hope, and really, really, I believe, found salvation in Christ Jesus. I mean, 100%, that's what I believe, and, and my grandfather, he always was real proud of me, because uh, I think he could relate to me, because you know, we're just working stiffs, trying to raise our family, and he would always have these real in-depth, heart-to-heart talks with me. If you knew my grandfather at all, he was a talker. There wasn't a stranger in the world to the man, and we had this great conversation one time sitting at his house, and he told me, he said, he always called me Jake, Jake, all my life. Now, mind you, this is an old, old man, bald and withered and at the tail end of his life. He said, Jake, all my life, I've worked for everything I've had. He said, I pulled my bootstraps up and I went to work and I earned everything that I had by my own two hands, with my own back, the sweat of my own brow, my own blood. And he said, all those years, he said, I was wrong. All those years I was wrong. And then he pointed up, meaning to God. He said, all those years I thought it was me. He said, I was wrong. It was him that got me where I am today. And he, he meant it. It was just one of those sincere moments. You kind of had to be there. This, this old man that it to- took him 
80 years to realize who takes care of him, who has given him the wife and the family and the vehicles and the home and all the blessings. Brothers and sisters, we don't deserve them. Life doesn't owe me or you a wife or a spouse or a family or a job or a car. Life doesn't owe you anything. God doesn't owe you anything. The government doesn't owe you anything. No one owes you anything. But yet, God, out of His goodness, gives us those things and blesses us with those things that we don't deserve. Brothers and sisters, take that fact home with you. Live by it. Live as a person who had a death sentence pardoned every single day. Now, maybe you're thinking, Jason, that's okay for you. You do have a nice wife and family. I know your family. They're a great Pastor Joe. Man, it would be great to be in his family. Such a great guy. And, and I got a decent job. And my vehicles both run. And thank God for that. And I, I have a decent house. That's okay for you. But look at me. Maybe you are in a terrible situation. Maybe you're going through a terrible divorce. Maybe someone in your family just died. Maybe you just lost a loved one. Or maybe you're dealing with disease, death, or sickness or maybe your financial situation's a wreck and you can't see goodness and happiness. I'd say this to you. Change your perspective to this. If the only thing, and you don't have the nice wife and the, the blessings and the trimmings, I guess we could say. If you don't have any of those things, none of them, you just lost your job, whatever. If the only thing that God has ever offered you was salvation that is infinitely more than you were ever owed infinitely more than you were ever owed no matter what your situation is if you are saved you are on your way to heaven and that's so much more than you ever deserve so much more than any one of us in here ever deserves Now listen, I'm going to bring this to a close and I want to open these altars, but if you have not accepted Christ Jesus, and we know that Christ Jesus is the propitiation for our sins, His blood is the atonement for our sins, if you have not asked Him to forgive you of your sins, to cleanse you of your unrighteousness that you have, because the Bible we just read, there's no one righteous. If you haven't asked Him that, if you haven't asked the Lord Jesus to come in and be Lord and Savior of your life, to change you, you're still under the death sentence. You have, that is what you will get. Because the only way you can be pardoned is by accepting what Christ did on the cross for your sins. That's the only way. If we can dim these lights, let's pray. And Booth, if you would please prepare a song. I want to open these altars. Father God, Every last one of us in here knows what we deserve. And it's not good, it's bad, it's evil. We deserve hell, we deserve damnation. I know that, God. And I want that thought to be on my mind every day. But Lord, I'm so thankful that you're slow to anger. You're slow to wrath, Lord. You're rich in mercy. You renew your mercies every morning. And Lord, because you are good, and because the Bible says, for God so loved the world that he sent his only begotten son, 
That whosoever shall believe on him should not perish, but have everlasting life. I'm so thankful, Lord, that you are good and that you love us. That's why you have mercy. Because of your goodness and because you love us. Lord, I'll never understand why you love someone like me. I could understand if you sent someone like me to hell. I could understand that, Lord. But I don't understand why you would pardon someone like me. God, let every single person in here remember all the evil things they did. Lord, let us remember all the sins we committed. Let us remember the way we used to be. Let us even remember, even now our flesh rises up and causes us to commit sin. Let us remember and know that. Know what we're worthy of. We're worthy of death. But Lord, you've pardoned us. And I thank you. Thank you so much for Jesus Christ. Thank you for the blood of Jesus Christ. Thank you for the cross of Calvary. I thank you, Lord Jesus. Lord, let us live every single day with the cross of Jesus on the forefront of our mind. Let us live as pardoned people. Church, these altars are open.